Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isn't there a good 15 minutes? It was horrible. <laughs> Hello and uh, welcome to this week's Mallover podcast, the only rugby podcast that gives you all the news, views and opinion with the weekend's rugby action, or with a West Country accent. This week I'm joined by the Lensman. How you doing, Doug? Um, 50-50. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get on, we'll get on to that. And uh, a new Mallover voice, but those of you who listen to Mallover... Um, we'll pr- may have listened to Long Snapper and no, the Long Leg podcast, pod- podcast royalty. Uh, no, Adam Foxcroft. How you doing, Adam? Uh, good, good. Thank you. Nice, nice to finally come on and be a guest on a podcast. So if you fail to control me, it's your fault. Well, uh, well, th- with this this podcast, um, it's going to be a little bit of a break from the norm. Adam Adam's rugby knowledge is uh, decent, if not somewhat limited. Uh, a bit like all of us, really. Um, but Doug, do you want to do you want to just kind of explain where it is that we're uh, we're looking to go with this? Uh, yeah. So for a while, I've wanted to do something a bit different. I wanted to talk about um, all sports because I've got an opinion on everything and knowledge about nothing. So um, that's where we're going to go, I think. <laughs> and I think you know, all of us have got opinions on lots of different stuff, not just rugby right so you know we mentioned adam as and i've been on the, the long snapper american football as doug doug was one of the creators um the long leg podcast where we talk about cricket and all things uh england cricket and county championship um but you know we're, fo- we're football fans adam and i are tottenham hotspur fans doug likes a bit of motor racing and boxing and loads of other different stuff so you know we we tend to not necessarily know a lot about lots of other sports but we'll um you know, there's lots of stuff going on in the sporting world that we can offer a bit of opinion on and hopefully it'll be uh, enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Uh, so if we had a tagline, it would be opinions on everything, knowledge on nothing. In fact, I love I, that. I think I, think I might yeah. keep that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so the first and 
if you remember, the long leg podcast came about through us not wanting to talk about rugby for a week, didn't it? I believe. So I think this yeah. this may be pretty similar. Uh, should we get on with it? Yeah. Except this time you're doing it right in the middle of the Six Nations. Yeah, but... but know, right, so my my big bugbear, and, and this is one of the things that used to bore my piss about doing Long Snapper, was that you, you're basically just retreading stuff that every other podcast has retrod already, or trod already. So what what are we going to do? There's a two-week gap in the Six Nations. It's Wednesday, so every podcast has done their bit about the premiership this week. You don't need us talking about, you know... Um, Die Young leaving Wasps or Saracens being relegated, although that may come up later. You never know. I, I just think you, you with podcasts, you even need to be fresh and talking about stuff before anyone else or as quickly as you can, or you need to be doing something different. And I think this is kind of something different. There isn't anything really out there that is a multi-sport platform other than like uh, radio shows where like, you know, talk sport or five live or whatever where they where they do the sports programs there's nothing that that yeah. covers podcasts a wide become hyper specific haven't they they're, they're just about one thing you listen to a rugby podcast or you listen to a football podcast or you listen to some up his own ass bbc twat talking about how great something is you know um yeah don't get me started on bbc podcasts either um if we if we had to like like we're doing now open it up and and make things relevant in the world of sport you know loads of people love lots of different sports just because they listen to a rugby podcast doesn't mean they only like rugby is one of those things i mean there might be some out there most of them are on twitter yeah Uh, there you go (laughs) uh so the first first thing first thing we should talk about there's a big thing coming up in boxing oh my god boxing uh, we've got Fury against Wilder 2. And one of my favourite things about boxing is that uh, you do get, you know, series of fights. So we've got Fury v Wilder 2. The one thing they're missing is these promoters, they all come up with a... No one comes up with a tagline, do they? You know, is the like, two in uh, Roman numerals? <laughs> it should be. It should be. But also I, th- I think that there needs to be like a proper... Tagline: Fury v Wilder two. This time it's personal. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe that should be the the thing for every second boxing match. This time it's personal. Yeah. Or or this time it's solely to make money. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that because, would be amazing. Because let's, because Fury let's, v Wilder let's get... two. This time it's financial. That's Fury Wilder fifty. We're really <laughs> strapped for cash. After that, after that um, debacle that was the first fight, they've already was it was it a debacle though, Russ? Oh, let me let, let me just finish what I'm saying. That is that apparently they've already signed a deal for a third fight. Have they? So regardless of who wins this one, there's going to be a third one. Yeah. Because they're you know they'll have they're in good. Well, there is going to be no rematch. Or there what is I, what rematch. I think should maybe happen is that if if this does end in a, a victory for Fury. And they're at one all. They should have a, a penalty punch out, where they they both stand, <laughs> they both stand a yard away from each other, and they can deliver a blow, 
and if it knocks a person down, that's a tick in a in a graphic. And, it, and if and, it doesn't, the, you're not that you're not allowed to defend. Yeah, like just a free yeah, punch. Yeah, a penalty you know, knockout. Have you seen Have you seen those like the the open hand slap competitions? Yeah, when they're over a table. Yeah, basically yeah. like that. Exactly. And, and the and the person who goes first is the person. I don't know. Maybe they have to do. Well, they, have to toss, they toss a coin for it. Is there? A, would there be a more important to- coin toss in sport? <laughs> Can you imagine? You're not going to defer, are you? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, Deontay, Deontay Wilder. Not. In fact, I'll defer the coin toss because uh, because I'm at home. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll defer it to the away team. <laughs> I want the last punch. That would be amazing. Um, but, I mean, did did you actually watch the the first Fury, Fury Wilder fight? Yes, I did. Yeah, I watched it afterwards. I'm not. I'm not a four a.m. boxing man, unfortunately. No, it's well, not for me. me, me either. But um, what I uh, sort of would say about the that fight, I I don't get Tyson Fury. I don't get it. Like you look at him and compare him to Anthony Joshua or or Deontay Wilder or you know. And I, I'm sure that there'll be people out there that are, are bigger boxing fans than me that are going to go, oh, you're just a casual boxing. Yes, I am a casual boxing fan. I look at Tyson Fury and I see a bloke that has just finished on the site, is on the tube with his toolkit and his and his spattered trousers, going into a ring in front of 10,000 people with a bloke that's sculpted like an Adonis and he's obviously going to get tuned up. I don't get why he doesn't. He's he's good though, right? Yeah, it's I the think, whole. Is, yeah, I think he might actually whole... be good. That's the problem. I don't I don't get it. I don't get why he's a good. But like, you you obviously see that there's a technical element to him fighting that is a, a slightly beyond me. But and you see the sort of will and desire to win, like with the getting up from. I don't know if that's will and desire to win or just physiology. You get put on your ass by a, a six foot five behemoth who's punching you in the head, and there's a little switch in your brain that goes get up. You know, I, I don't understand how that works. I think he's his stock is like traveller stock, isn't it? So, and they are Care, you know, really, there's there's you know there's issues here. Pretty, you don't want to get you don't want to marler it, mate. Well, they're pretty well renowned for for being fighting men, right? And you're being tough and being sort of yeah. But not, mate, you, you, you're you're talking not bred in a way that they're fighters like dogs, but as in bred, as in it's the way they're brought up, it's a culture that they're being part of. So, but he's been he's been technically he's obviously been technically taught very well because obviously there's a lot of hard men, like properly hard men, that have been shit boxers. Mm. He's an incredible Me. the way the way he moves <laughs> <laughs> the way the way Tyson Fury moves in boxing terms and I'm no boxing expert but he doesn't move like a heavyweight boxer he 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 his sort of ring craft I don't know whether that's the right word but the way he moves around the ring is not the way a heavyweight boxer moves around the ring. And people say that Anthony Joshua is is too robotic and he's too muscular and he's too this and he's too that. Actually, when you start pigeonholing people, the reason that boxing works so well as a as a, as a as a sport, I guess, is because you can put two opposing styles together 
and create something that is incredible. Sometimes styles clash, and it makes for a for a different kind of fight. If you say when... styles make fights, I'm ending this podcast no, no, no. right now. I, I, that's, I'm, that's... I'm not having that. I'm, Don't... I wasn't going down that route. Yes, you you were perilously <laughs> close to saying styles make fights. I yeah. I like if if you Doug, if you're a casual boxing fan, I'm much less even than that. I I hardly watch it, but I can't think of a sport where it brings out like, the worst sort of snobbery of opinion and like the this. I mean, Twitter's a horrible yeah, place bo- for this boxing anyway, Twitter know, is but... is pretty rough, man. There's a lot of um, Stone Island wearing geezers. Oh, you're a casual boxing fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, aren't we all? You're not allowed to enjoy it unless you're an expert in all these nuances. Yeah, one of one of the worst sort of casual fan things I ever experienced was I. Obviously, I work on Dart, so I was talking. There was a debate going on about how the PDC players aren't as good as what they used to be back in the days of Bristow and all that, and Bristow would have tuned them all up and yada yada. And one of the guys was saying that the the this ex-player was saying that the beds of the doubles and the triples are bigger now, and so it's easier to hit them, and that's why the why the um, averages are higher, and the, and it looks like they're better players. And I I came in and said, well, can you explain to me, like, were how much bigger are the beds? And this and this pl- guy was like, are you a fucking idiot? Of course they're bigger. Like, just look at them. It's like. I, I'm a casual. Like, I'm just joining. I just explain to me. Don't just paste me because I don't know the information. And it's the same with boxing. It's like if you have the temerity to go, uh, he looks all right, and and you'll get jumped on. So boxing Twitter, I'd stay yeah, away from yeah. very, very, very much. Stay away from it. Uh, uh, let's just get a prediction, Russ. Fury Wilder. Uh, Fury. Fury. Uh, no, I'm going to say Wilder. Because I mean, look at them, and you're just contrary. Just the eye uh, test, no, the eye, the eye test, mate. The eye test to me says Deontay Wilder is a unit. He's boxing at home, and I, yeah, I just can't see Fury winning it. The the bookies can't split them. Really, they, I, I I bring you yeah ten to eleven each. That means so, nothing not, to me. Adam, Adam's, Adam, Adam's live from Bucky's Corner. 11 to 10 on. Means, <laughs> 11 to 10 on. That's their means... commission. That's how they make their money. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be evens. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's move on. One of the things that um, you probably won't have been expecting to t- tune in and, and hear about is professional wrestling. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Oh, uh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Okay, just to be clear, first up, I'm not talking about Big Daddy. Um, I'm talking about the stuff that is on, it's now on BT Sport, and I caught absent-mindedly. You know, sometimes, like if, yeah, you're, you're both parents, like you, the, the day where you suddenly realise you've watched 10 minutes of Peppa Pig and your kid's not in the room, and it was one of those moments at the weekend with wrestling. And I said, I've just watched about half an hour of nonsense. I, I, I just, like, it's stupidly popular. And I remember it was a thing when I was at school. Um, you know, I, I, get, I get the entertainment factor. I get all that. But how are, how are grown adults, like, 
interested in watching this scripted farcical nonsense like it's not even remotely convincing and it's not even trying to be i I don't don't understand it so for me everything you say about boxing and how much skill and finesse and contrast and all the rest of it it's meaningless because it's just it's it's not sport it's acting and it's not very good acting okay so for me, one, you've, you've made two glaring errors. One, you've equated the fact that it's on a sport channel with it being a sport. And two, you've failed to sp- suspend disbelief, basically. If you, if you take it for what it is, and it's not actually called a sport anymore, it's a sports entertainment. Sports entertainment? Um, there is no okay. denying. I don't there, see either of those words. Right, well, there's no denying that they are supremely fit and quite talented blokes that do it at that level. Right, so (laughs) there is one of the many, many Wikipedia rabbit holes I've been down is professional wrestling, just because (laughs) the last time I watched it was when Stone Cold and The Rock were around. And if you you had any kind of, if you had any kind of follow through on watching sort of two months of professional wrestling when they were around, it was absolutely banging Shawn michaels the rock the undertaker all those lads like just basically it was so all the again i'm i'm really crossing myself i know this the thing that gets (laughs) the thing that gets the people to the wwe isn't their wrestling ability it's the ability to write their promos so you know when they're standing in front of the camera and they're giving it, ah, oh, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pull you, t-, all that. Um, the thing that got The Rock to the top of the game was the fact that when he was put had a camera on him, he could sell it. He, could, he, 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 he made the sell. And all of that stuff, if you have a little bit, it's, it's like a lot of things, if you have a little bit of background knowledge about what goes into it, you can appreciate it a bit more. And there's some stories like... Um, the the Montreal screw job, which was Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart, which was scripted that Bret Hart would win it because it was in Canada and he was going to win it, and Shawn Michaels just screwed him over and and pinned him and and, and if if you watch it on YouTube and watch the reactions and you know the backstory, it's completely different. So I'd advise like just if you if you do get five minutes, you're in the office, you're bored or anything, just have a little bit of a Google of the Montreal screw job. I'm not, I'm not going to sit think, here and say that I love wrestling. I don't. I haven't watched it for years and years. But I think the people that say that it's not anything other than acting, I don't know why people are into it. I think that's just a little bit um, vacuous. I think I think if you actually... I, you don't have to watch it, but you don't have to pan it because what goes into it... And it's a billion-dollar enterprise, so it's got to have some merit, right? I just don't got, get it. I don't get, I don't get it. I don't get why... But Adam, you like don't get the was, hundred, uh, mate. You know what I mean. You, you you can get you can get and not get stuff. It doesn't immediately make it shit. Oh, okay. You might be able to argue that with wrestling. I'm not having it about the hundred. No, I'm not about <laughs> having it about the hundred either. The hundred's <laughs> nonsense. But I think it, in in wrestling terms, you've got to stop looking at it as a sport and stop looking at it as why do people believe it and stop using logic to understand professional wrestling professional red wrestling mate of course it's nonsense but appreciate the skill that goes into it they're like 
the choreography that goes into it and everything like that. All right, like Goodman. You, you do. You just just have to. Like I don't. I don't watch it, and I don't. I'm not a fan, but I appreciate the product. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Like going back when we were when we were kids, or when we were a lot younger, anyway. The people like The Rock, Stone Cold, um, the likes of Shawn Michaels, Bret the Hitman Hart, you know, the uh, the Bushwhackers and the Rockers, and you know, these that was it. It, it was almost pinnacles of childhood where you used to jump off your sofa and, and try mm. and emulate it please don't try this at home and all that sort of shit and you kind yeah, of grow but, out of it but, but for some please people please don't try this at home because kids were coming home from school with broken necks where they've been pile driven off the top pile rope drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah where they've been where they've been tombstone into a concrete yeah. playground um, <laughs> see that that's that's where i like at that age yeah i was all over that but yeah. But, like, but the, the half an hour I saw on Sunday morning didn't yeah. didn't have didn't have any of this. Yeah, because I think I think there's probably there's there's too many because of the way it's grown. There's probably too many characters. There's too many. You've got SmackDown and Raw now, haven't you? It's not just the WWF as it was or the WWE. There's two kind of factions, and it all it's all kind of there's the the story is that much bigger. Than what it ever used this, this to be. This was this was NXT that I saw, which I thought was a tightest golf. Ball. That's like the development league, I think, from what I understand. The A League, the A, yeah, basically the XFL A-League. of the wrestling. What, what world, I would say right? about uh, another thing that you, you kind of the way it's sort of presented now, I, I imagine that it's got to be so over the top and so. I don't know. I can't imagine half an hour wrestling matches happen much anymore. You know, if you go back to sort of the Halcyon days, uh, the Attitude Era, as it was known, uh, you'd, you'd get um, you'd get Halcyon a lot. Days. Yeah, you'd get a lot of half an hour matches like Rock and Stone Cold and stuff. But I, I don't know if the attention spans are there now, so it's probably really difficult to watch for someone our age because it's probably very. I mean, I might go and watch a bit of it this week on on BT just to see what they're doing with it because I imagine that we've. The, the target audience now is quite hard to cater for in that in that media. Do you think a lot of the target audience is people our age? They're cle- who... Is Cletus the slack George Yokel from uh, The Simpsons? <laughs> and Jack Humphrey. <laughs> and they kicked oh. it away again! God's Rugby. Obviously, I, you know, being a rugby fan and doing a rugby podcast, I understand the reasons behind it and I understand why certain uh, international windows and contracts are set up between um, nations and leagues and the, the SRU and the premiership, which allowed Stuart Hogg to play for Exeter last weekend. Whereas a lot of the England players have to be physically released um, and they don't have to be from the RFU. Um, but when you, when you put it all together with the, the competition the premiership last weekend, the premiership this weekend, does, do you think it diminishes the quality of the overall competition when you've consistently not got the best players involved in it? You look at football, you look at you know other, other sports, and I use football as a specific example. As soon as there's an England game or an international window or break, the top leagues, and that includes the championship as well, just stop. They take a break. Yes, they play midweek matches, to catch up and you've got recovery time and, and all those arguments. But 
it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me sometimes the way that that some players do some players don't some unions do some unions don't and it makes me feel like the quality of the competition could be diminished because of it it's it's the only it's the only sport that as far as i can tell that is happy to put a second rate product on display just to keep keep their end of it going and make a bit of money i don't i can't ever imagine a situation where there'd be an international break for football and liverpool would go we'll just play without any of our players it's fine we'll play all our kids but I mean, they literally did do that last week, but or the week or two before. But that was exceptional circumstances, and it's not scheduled to do as much. I, I just think that it, it's when you have weekends where there's nothing but Prem Cup rugby, it's absolutely nonsensical that they would play Premiership matches on the same day that they play international matches. What are, what are attendances like in the Premiership and? TV audiences when it's a Six Nations weekend. Uh, they must fall off a cliff, I assume. Well, the, I mean, the other because thing if, is if a lot you, of the Premiership clubs, to... a lot of the Premiership clubs will play their games at the same time that England kick off. <laughs> who, if you go, if you go and watch Bath every week or whoever, are you and England are playing France at the same time in the Six Nations? Do you, are you still turning up or? You, yeah, they still get. A BT I mean, they don't, still they don't get. The they don't get full houses, but they still get a crowd turn up. You know, they, they, I think they're probably down by about twenty twenty five percent, maybe. It it seems it I just seems. I, I I agree. I find it odd, really odd. I I just can't imagine another sport. I know golf. For the guys that don't make the majors, there's still tournaments on at at the same time as the majors. But none of the good players yeah, but are there. They don't so. have equal billing to the tournament the no, previous no. week or the following week. Absolutely, tennis is the same, isn't it? I know uh, we all know your love of tennis, oh, though. Yeah. But when the when the um, when the Grand Slams are on, there are still Satellite other tour events, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and happening. I mean, I guess sponsors but, are happy with it. Uh, it. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. But to me, it's the most arse backwards. But if anything that's come to light in the last year about rugby governance is that they haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing. Yeah, and, no, and, that and, is an and absolute absolutely fact. all of it is self-serving. You know, the re- the reason the Premiership clubs play these games is because they don't want to lose the revenue. So yeah, and the revenue that comes from a a, a completely separate governing uh, yeah. entity to the governing and, and, body. And they are com- they, competing they all... entities, aren't they? At, at the end of the day, uh, absolutely. And they and they're all all thirteen of the Premiership or PRL clubs, so include Newcastle Falcons in that. Are, are the ones that will benefit from that product as well. Yeah. So the RFU, it doesn't really matter to the RFU what PRL do and vice versa. Because like you say, they are competing entities. I had a conversation with um, uh, humble brag, but a, a lady from ITV News rang me the other day no, asking if I wanted to, to do. You had to, sh- to shoehorn that in, didn't you? I did, but she wanted. Me, she was asking me to kind oh, of explain the whole reason around. Um, around ring fencing and what why the cornish and she was using the cornish pirates as an example and how Did it she start the call them. with is that mr milson hi it's it's <laughs> josephine kerr from itv news uh, Jack, Jack, <laughs> Jack, jackie bird actually it's jackie bird from itv news but the but the point around it is that 
the PRL are only looking out for the interests of PRL. The RFU cutting the funding for the championship, and I've kind of diversified this a little bit, but the the, P, the RFU cutting the championship funding has nothing, you know, that's not going to affect Saracens. It's not going to affect Newcastle Falcons because in my mind, they're going to ring pens the premiership in the best part of 12 months anyway, I'd imagine. And then that'll be it. And then it'll all be fucked. But that's a, that's a discussion for another time. Money, diving, cheating, pansies, football. Financial irregularities popping up all over the place in sport at the moment. One thing that, has happened this week that has probably been on the cards for a while is Man City being done for financial fair play irregularities. So they've been kicked out of the Champions League for two years. Uh, I think, much like Saracens, everyone kind of knew it was going on, right? But you can't prove it. The Premier League are happy to let it go on. Any thoughts on it, Russ? Well, it's, it's something, like you say, a lot like... Saracens that we've talked about are all over almost to death. Um, everyone knows that there has been some sort, you know, some sort of shady dealings going on, not just for Manchester City, but, you know, let's take a look at PSG as well. You know, they can't be scot free. I know the, the Spanish clubs do things slightly differently, so it's not entirely aimed at them. But you know, if you look at the, the big financial powerhouses, which are PSG and, and Manchester City, if they are having, if they've got financial irregularities when it comes to paying players and not declaring, the, as I understand it, not declaring or, or misdeclaring sponsorships, um, sounds a bit Rynex wine racks. <laughs> Rynex wine racks. Well, exactly right. But the the financial fair play was introduced in 2011-2012 season in an attempt to prevent professional football clubs from spending more than they earn. Sterling to, Starlings, to keep a, uh, a Starling business. <laughs> Adam's just come across here. He's just come onto this podcast just to interrupt people's points, hasn't he? <laughs> um, isn't that how it works? Yeah, I have it listened. Is. Yeah, it is. Sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> and and UA the, the the kind of rules around it, and UEFA explain it as if a club's owner injects money into uh, the club through a sponsorship deal with a company which he is related. Sounds a bit Nigel Ray. Um, then UEFA's component bodies will investigate and, if necessary, adapt the circulation of the break-even result for sponsorship revenues to a level which is appropriate, fair value according to market prices. So basically, if if you divert money in from a business that you also own and are able to uh, pump money in, and which is you know basically financial doping stroke legal money laundering. I know money laundering is illegal, but you kind of get where I'm going with that. That gives them an unfair advantage and access to funds, which you which you are, which then makes your ability to succeed better by buying better players. But for Manchester City, one, it's not helped them win the Champions League, has it? And ironically, this is only an issue issue for UEFA, not an issue for the Premier League. What well, the Premier League, I don't think, has the infrastructure to fight the. Saudi government or whoever it is that are backing uh, who is it that's backing City? It doesn't want to. Like why? Why would it? It wants it wants as many star names yeah, in the league. Yeah. And UEFA, Ab- Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Abu that's Dhabi United. And, yeah, and I think with UEFA, it's kind of a token. 
well, we should probably be seen to be doing this, but I don't think they care. Uh, the financial fair play is essentially there to show the fans probably that, yeah, we get we hear what you're saying about everything being money, money, money. We're trying to do something about it. I'm not sure they've got the stomach for a really long legal battle. Um, it just shows the power of the clubs, really. I, I think uh, there's no way City aren't playing in Europe for two years. And I can't see that it would... If it was Real Madrid, could you see Real Madrid being kicked out of Europe for two years? I think it's no. probably just a Man City thing and they'll end up getting away with it and being in Europe next year anyway. Yeah, just, more than likely. Just like the NFL... Well, you could say what you like about their relationship with Robert Kraft, but the NFL don't want a league where Tom Brady isn't going to play. At the same time... UEFA, the Premier League, don't want competitions without the best clubs in it. Mm. You know, whatever they've done. Mm. I'm sure rugby, rugby don't want a situation without Saracens. One, one thing you know, that there, no, you've but, got to draw the line. But one thing I'd say about the the NFL and their salary caps is that you, you never hear anything about outside. Like Tom Brady has been taking discounts on his salary every year. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out once he's retired that he's got part ownership of the Patriots that they've been paying him in equity in, in the team or something like that, you know. Bill, Bill Oddie gives him a dressing gown every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady in his static home getting worried. Receipts <laughs> are all on the spike. The, the irony of the Manchester City situation is that UEFA said that they were going to refer them to the final financial watchdog in June. You, City appealed being referred to the financial watchdog and all this investigation is is that is that the appeal failed and then they did the investigation and now they're banned for two seasons so you know mm. let's see let's see what happens until they're actually banned i'm not going to believe a second of it i mean it leads to a wider a wider point about punishment in sport doesn't it a lot of what happens is sort of it's almost for show, isn't it? Because a lot of it, uh, yeah, you've been you've been banned, but you you know you're going to be allowed to play. Don't worry about it. We've done we've done the sort of ceremonial banning, and we'll just quietly let you back in. You know? <laughs> yeah, because I, because because if you appeal that if you appeal that kind of abstains any possible punishment, and yeah. then we'll let appeals rumble on for as long yeah. as is humanly possible, and then and, we'll just kind of sweep it under the carpet. And and once you've what won happens. those and once you've won those titles, it doesn't matter, does it? You've won them. Like with Saracens, they've won all those titles. They're not, they're not going to get them taken away. And even if they did, would it matter? Would it really matter if they lost their titles? No, no. Well, it would mean they, they hopefully they don't get to wear those stupid stars on their thing anymore. But that's European stars, that's European they? stars so they still yeah. get to keep they still get they still get to keep those. Yeah, ironically. So there you go. Where there's no where there's no salary cap. Yeah, right. Uh, as is traditional with all of our podcasts, um, come under the Mallover Sports Group umbrella. <laughs> TM, yeah. Tra- trademark Mallover Sports. The, t- the TMO Podcasting Sports Group. Limited. The t- TMO Sports Group. There you go. We've uh, the TMO oh. Podcast Network. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we finish with an any other business. A O B. I'm, uh, so, 
the the whole news around um Caroline Flack's unfortunate suicide uh, at the weekend. Um, it's not unfortunate. For those of you, she meant to do it. Yeah, all right, but you know what I mean. And I was a big fan of hers in general. Um, but it's kind of led me on to this whole the outpouring of um, of sympathy and of, of remorse and stuff. Or not even not remorse because the people that have potentially driven her to such an extent in the the media. Um, have all forgotten about a throwing a lampshade at her boyfriend? All, yeah, but is that really, you know, is that real, really what happened? Is that actual news? Nobody actually knows. It's just what's been reported in the, the red top tabloids. Now, this this is where I was going with this. That actually, until things are proven in court, until things are actually, why are they should why should they be reported on to such an extent that uh, enable hate and lies and rumor and conjecture to be spread? Because if, they, if there was a ban, if there was a ban on, or if there was a way to regulate the media to a certain extent that says, actually, until we know actual like facts, we can't we can't report in such a way that right. makes there already is. You can't you can't just say what you like. That's libelous. Yeah, but they, if there they was do, no facts they behind what they said, no, but no, but if the, if there was no facts behind what they said about Caroline Flack, they wouldn't have been allowed allowed to print it. Yeah, but then but then they could say our, our sources have said, and that, that's how they get around shit like that. It's it's utter bullshit. And then you've got the the flip side of the coin of that is is around the social media stuff. And I know I've been potentially guilty of this in the past, and it has it's made me think a little bit about my online conduct, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I've called Joe Mara a wand on several occasions. I've been blocked by different people, probably. For, I got blow. I got blocked by Jay Dernback um, <laughs> many, many moons ago. I want to hear more about that. I think I think it was because I said he was utter shit or something, and I added him. Right, but again, <laughs> you don't need sources to be able to print online that Jane Dernback is shit. There is a there is a wisdom page <laughs> that tells you he's shit. That's... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Face. So, but. But again, for for me now, right? I'm gonna if you if you're gonna say shit about people, you don't have to at them. That's a dick move, right? Unless unless you know them and you're talking to them directly, you don't have to at them. The people in just because they're famous, just because they're sports stars or personalities or whatever, doesn't doesn't give anybody the right to be. Um, hurtful and abusive online and somebody put something on there and, and uh, sort of a, a quote i can't remember who i can quote with this but they said social media and trolls online have decided to be horrible because they can't remember um because because they don't know if you were horrible like that to somebody in person you'd get punched in a punch in the throat but because <laughs> but because but because you do it online there seem there seem to be no sort of comeback so don't say anything online that you wouldn't say to someone's face and then not expect to punch in the throat so just be be kind i know i know it's out there at the moment all that shit and you probably didn't expect that from me but i think we should all just be a, a little bit nicer in general nah. adam <laughs> i was i was going to talk about something similar but i've changed my mind because we've probably we've probably we've probably done enough of that um if if you're like email marketing, right? 
eBay or something like that. They'll send you emails every so often. But it, it's become increasingly targeted. So if I look, like, for example, I had a look at, I've got a t old TV that I want to sell. So I had a look on eBay to see how much people were selling them for. So then eBay follows it up by sending me 15 emails saying, are you still interested in buying this TV? Well, no, I'm trying to sell one anyway, for starters. And um, now I've got Expedia emailing me. So it's gone wrong somewhere. Like I used Expedia to book a hire car. And Expedia, since booking the hire car, have emailed me three times to say, we notice you're interested in this hire car deal. Would you like to proceed with it? I have. Mm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't even know. And it's, it's so targeted and so persistent. And the companies will email you seven times in a day. I, I don't get where this is. This is just me rambling. It, no, it's, it's not. Ranting, it, but. I, I went to um, Hollywood Bowl yesterday, which leads me nicely onto my any other business. But um, I got back from there, looked at Instagram, and there was a ad for Hollywood Bowl on my Instagram. I don't like the future. But leading on to Hollywood Bowl, uh, took my two Lenslets and Lizzie to Hollywood Bowl. Uh, got the bus because my little boy loves going on the bus. Lensman Jr. loves the bus. So for two of us and two kids to get the bus to High Wycombe, not even anywhere nice, High Wycombe, uh, a return and one game of bowling to come back, 50 quid. Now, nice. pe people people say that um, kids and stuff and families are lazy and they don't do anything now and they just play on computer games. Well, for 50 quid, I could get a copy of Minecraft and my boy could play on that for 100 hours and not get bored. Or I can pay 50 quid, get on a bus with people who stink and cough and are covered in disease and lices on a bus to High Wycombe, which is a shithole, play bowling which is crap and then drive back and guaranteed my daughter had a meltdown because she couldn't get a strike so that was shit and then you get back and it's like i could we could have just played wii sport for four hours and it, it would have been free you know and then we went to we got uh the day before we went to london uh Obviously, two trips, two adults on the tube, two Calling kids. out rejection, disappointment, yeah. backstabbing central. Exactly. You get the train there. Then you, you know, we, where did we go? We didn't, we didn't even go anywhere. We just went around London. We, like, we went to see Changing of the Guard, but there was like 10,000 people there because it was half term. And you've got five, six foot blokes standing at the front of the rails and just hundreds of kids behind them that can't see anything because these selfish pricks just want to be at the front. And so that led to another meltdown. So then we walk away from there. All told, I've done about 200 quid this weekend. Not this weekend, Monday and Tuesday. And we've not really done much. I d when did a bus, when did two adults and two kids return five miles up the road? It cost 20 quid. That's, a, that's insane. I, I could drive to I could drive to Wickham and back a dozen times and it wouldn't cost me 20 quid in petrol. And I can get an extra person in my car for that. And they wonder, and the government wonders, why nobody uses public transport in general. Yeah. Well, you, you literally can't get a train from, uh, from 
from Amersham to Wickham. You have to go into London and out again. Because <laughs> <laughs> that Do makes that. loads of sense. Absolute mentalness. Anyway, that was my only other business. Shit costs loads of money. And if, Shit if, does. And if people are complaining about kids playing computer games, it's simple economics. I can entertain my child for 100 hours for 50 quid or I can take him for one frame of bowling on the bus. Do the maths. That's the end of uh, this week's and probably the last for a little while uh, Game of the Week podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Russ and the gang will be back for what more. What was the Game of the Week? Sorry, don't uh, we would have multiple. Oh, it's okay. Fury v Wilder was the game of the week, and then we had some other. Okay, it's still we're still workshopping it, mate. We're still workshopping it. Blue sky thinking, um, and it will <laughs> oh, get God, there. God, I hate that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> we're going to take the low hanging fruit. We're going to take the low hanging fruit. We're going to run it up the flagpole, pole, see what comes back. Um, yeah, we'll see you all soon. Uh, uh, before we go, long snapper podcast probably done now until what July, August. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right, you see you later. <laughs>